Hello and welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Jamie, and to me, you always had a name. And my name is Matt. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. <laughs> oh, I know, so I know what yours is. Do you know what mine is? Um, yeah, yours is uh, 99. Yep. He's, uh, he keeps on uh, calling Heavy Heavy, and Heavy's like, shut the fuck up. Um, and then like then he realizes he's about to go AWOL but then he right. comes back and is like and the name's Heavy and then Heavy bites the dust a few, a few episodes later uh, R.I.P. Heavy R.I.P. alright so just to talk about what we're doing today um, we haven't recorded in a dog's age um, because we've been doing Boy Scouts and moving and all the other things that get in the way of doing these things. So today we thought we would just get back on the horse and review a trailer. Yep. Do we uh, decide if we're doing Bad Batch or the Andor trailer? I'd like to, I mean, I don't know. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to Hyperspace Heroes the other day and they did one for Andor and there was one thing that they were talking about and apparently it's it's been a thing um i haven't finished the episode guys so i'm sorry um it'll have it finished by the time this makes it out so um next year um (laughs) that's not a sorry matt that's actually probably (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) (laughs) you're only just trying to like save you know you're you're only like super important and and whatnot Yes, uh, I got I got yelled at by someone very important the other day. <laughs> I'm not important. I'm the guy that gets yelled at by the important people. Uh, you're the guy. Oh, you're also the guy that seems seems like you get shoved under the, you get pushed under the bus by other important people, or at least people that want to be important. Yes. Yes, I'm. I'm not quite. I'm not quite important or old enough to uh, survive getting um, beaten up by important people. <laughs> it was like I had a really bad day. Where's yeah. Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't take home top secret information yet and put it in your private safe, assuming you have a safe. Or can I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so are you leaning toward Andor? Then? Andor, yeah. I, I'm just right. so looking forward to this. All right, but I, I do want to talk about Bad Batch because, um, because you do, you you did have some stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so we can. So this one, we're, we're this, we have a couple episodes in the can that just need to be edited and posted, and I've gotten close on the next one. I just haven't had time, um, but we're going to release this one next. Like it's going to be out of recording order. Um, so right now it is late August. Um, Andor was supposed to have premiered by now, um, but it's been delayed to late September, I think. Right. When is the release date now? And or release date? Yeah, September twenty-first. But they're going to release three of them that day. Right now, Rogue One has been re-released in the movie theaters. That they're back in IMAX, and there's some supposedly a clip of Andor at the end um, as like a teaser. Uh, I have not gone yet. Plan is to go this week with the kids. Um, 
to the IMAX that's 15 minutes away from here that's currently showing it. So we might get to do that, but we haven't done that. But the other piece is Andor has been delayed by almost a month and Bad Batch is no longer on the schedule for things coming out soon. I assume these things are connected since Bad Batch was supposed to start the last week of September, September 29th or 28th or something like that. But now that would be basically the second week of Andor. And so there might be too much overlap there for Star Wars content. So I assume Bad Batch has been punted by at least a month. But we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it has to compete with, um, what's it, My Son Hunter? Right. My Son Hunter, the um, Gina Carano vehicle from Daily Beast or whatever the fuck she works now. <laughs> Daily Wire. Same thing. <laughs> Daily Wire, yeah. Oh. The only thing that movie's missing is Dean Kane. Is Dean Kane? Oh no, I was thinking Dean Norris. I was like, no, not Dean Norris. That that uh, that guy's cool. She doesn't even have a like. I just looked it up. She doesn't even have a name. Oh, her character isn't named. No, it's just she's some random secret secret service agent, and every like a lot of the pictures that I've seen, it looks like she's actually enjoying getting fondled by Hunter or Joe Biden or whoever. Yeah, I mean that's just soft core porn for morons. Yeah, I mean I, 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 you know, I never really thought that much about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, but seeing some of the stuff for this, they look actually pretty cool. Like they do drugs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm, you know, I might be down for that. Yeah. Um, Once again, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> oh, I've got a very bad opinion, but um, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to lose half her, half her fan base. Um, yeah, I like to think that half the people storming the Capitol were listening to Yubcast while we're doing <laughs> <What>? it. <laughs> <laughs> while I was evacuating like pandemic documents, they they were enjoying like our take on. Mick Jagger, um, Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. When they're pooping in, in the Capitol, they're, they're, just, they're laughing at the, uh, laughing at how C-3PO is constantly falling on his bottom. Yeah. Hilarious stuff. All right, oh, so. You lovable scamps. Pulled up the Andor trailer, but before we get to this, um, we haven't talked in a while. I mean, we talk every day, but we haven't talked on recording in a while. I put the link in Skype so we can watch it together. Um, but have you done any cool Star Wars lately? Um, I am re-listening to Rogue One, uh, the audiobook. Oh, nice! It is so good. It's um, they just like they just landed at Scarif. Um, it it is so good. It's such a good book. It's it's nuts how good the um this book is. And I mean, Rogue One is probably like my favorite Star Wars movie. And so, and this book just it just just adds more to it. You know, um, you know, just adds more to like Jin to uh to Cassian and to just some of the other you know random characters. Um, yeah, I should I should re-listen to that. Um, yeah, I remember really liking the audiobook, but I've listened to Catalyst a few times, 
I don't think I re-listened to Rogue One. Well, and there's a couple things in there. Um, I mean, and other, okay, other other Star Wars, other than just you know watching a movie here or there, an episode here or there of you know a random show that I like. Um, you know, this one has really gotten me, uh, gotten me going and really kind of, you know, got me really excited for Andor because there's a lot of things I had forgotten about that, like, at the beginning of the book, um, like, one of, like, Cassian's chapters, he is, um, he's, um, he's thinking about his mentor and, um, this, Am I pronouncing right? Still in Skarsgård? That's right, I think. Yeah, he, he um he was in the Marvel. Um, he's in the MCU as the uh, astrophysicist. Um, right. In the Thor movies um, Thor. and Avengers. Um, it's like, is he? I think his character's name is Luthen. Is he? Um, is he Cassian's mentor? From the trailer, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. Or it seems like he's some sort of like handler or his entry point into the rebellion. Yeah, because you know, based upon that, um, like the clip that they released, where where they're um, he's um, he's talking to Cassian. He's buying something from Cassian, and then like he wants to know how Cassian got in. He's willing to pay like a ton of money just to know how Cassian, uh, you know, gets into like imperial facilities. So that was like one point that I'm like, ooh, this is kind of interesting, you know. And the second one is I had completely forgotten. He grew up in, uh, on a separatist world. So, oh, nice. Uh, so that ex- you know, when we get into the trailer, that ex- that could probably explain some of the stuff, because they think the Empire cracked down hard first on the separatist worlds. And yeah. then, pretty, then pretty much everybody was under their boot. But you know, Recon- reconstruction, right? Yeah, it's like they carve, carve up the south into military districts, and then don't let them have seats in the senate. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. except they didn't uh, name any imperial bases after like General Grievous or Count Dooku or Admiral Give Trench. <laughs> Give him time. <laughs> Isn't it weird that these are co- all these bases are called Admiral Trench? <laughs> It'll be elementary schools um, named after uh, the Techno Union guy. <laughs> Watt Tambor? Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> the new, Did new... you graduate from Watt Tambor High School? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go Techno. Or, I don't know. I don't know what their mascot would be. Did you? Did you? This is sort of an aside. Um, but did you know that? So, so I live in the D.C. area, but I live in Maryland. Um, but I, I can almost throw a baseball into D.C. from my house, um, and then Virginia is right there, right? Because when I go, I was debating whether or not to drive to the IMAX in Virginia versus the IMAX because it's five minutes further. Um, so I can go to Virginia incredibly easily. Um, but did you know that in Virginia, the Friday before Martin Luther King Day every year is a holiday called Lee Sherman Day? What? And it is a state holiday, and it's a school holiday. 
and uh, they swear up and down. It is not. It is a coincidence that it is the Friday before Martin Luther King Day. But the history of the history of the holiday does not bear that out. <laughs> it was. It's very intentional. And I, I would consider Virginia to be a very purple state, not a Confederate-leaning state at all. And they have this state holiday. I learned about it years ago when I first moved to D.C. I had a friend who was a prosecuting attorney in um, Arlington County, which is one of the counties that borders D.C. where National Cemetery is and things like that. And she had a Friday off. And Christy and I were hanging out with her and her husband. And she's like, well, I have Friday off. And I'm like, why do you have Friday off? And she's like, it's Lee Sherman Day. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And she described it to me, and I was like, oh, this is super gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's a complete <laughs> random, <laughs> random fact for all you Virginians out there. Good job on that Lee Sherman Day. <laughs> right. So we had talked about this a little bit. Um, off off mic, but I just finished that um, Princess Leia Han Solo honeymoon novel <laughs> Princess and the Scoundrel um, all the sex happens off screen or off, off book I guess off page um, but they do talk about it Yeah, they do talk about the fact that, that the whole point of going on honeymoon is to um, get down yeah like, like Han, like he he has to be get strapped down to a table and shocked, elect, shocked <laughs> for for anything to happen for him anymore. He's just his his nerves have just been burnt out. Yeah, she dresses up like Vader. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I just got to get my carbonite pump. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> or is like Chewie in the cl- like closet of the Millennium Falcon just like <laughs> <laughs> No, so the the actual plot of the book is that they go on um honeymoon to that Disney um cruise line Halcyon. Okay. And, and then Batu? What's that? And then Batu? No, they don't go to Batu. They they end up on some moon, and she manipulates everybody into letting her do her job because she's a workaholic and she can have it all. Um, good for her. But yeah. but Han, like it's we we talked about it. There's not a whole lot of canon stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff about Han being having like post traumatic stress disorder from being frozen in carbonite. That stuff is pretty interesting. Like, they fall into like cold water, and they go to like this ice moon, and they fall through the ice at some point. He's in cold water, and it's dark, and he has like a panic attack because he's having flashbacks to being frozen in carbonite because he was unfrozen from carbonite about two weeks before he got married, or, like a week <laughs> before he got married. Because the time scale in Star Wars is wildly illogical. Yeah. There's sort of a fun, fun exchange in between, like Leia and Chewie, where, where Leia says something to Chewie, like "I couldn't have made, I couldn't have, like, made it through the past year without you," or, and they're like, like, 
being affectionate toward each other, you know, like hugging and things. And Han thing's like, when were they together? <laughs> and he's like, oh, right, I've lost a year. And there was a, there's a lot of that happening. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, he's realizing that all everyone that he cared about has moved forward in time and that he's missing this huge piece and has to like rebuild like his mental dossiers on all of his friends and family because he doesn't have a clue what they've been doing and for him it was instantaneous he was in Bespin and then he fell out of the wall in Jabba's palace and I so I like that stuff I thought that was really good mm-hmm. the plot itself was not my favorite it just, it was just them bickering a lot, and I'm a married person, and I bicker too, but I don't necessarily need to hear low-stakes arguments from other couples um, in Star Wars, you know. If I want to be upset that my wife bought the wrong kind of chips, I like to keep that out of my Star Wars feeds, <laughs> you know. But, you know, it's that they do a very good job. I guess it's Beth Brevis, I think, is the author. She does a very good job of writing that sort of bickering. You're not paying enough attention to me. This is supposed to be our honeymoon. What do you mean you'd rather gamble? What do you mean you'd rather go on a diplomatic mission? Sort of stuff. A lot of talking past each other. Mm -hmm. Like a Ben Stiller, like romantic comedy sort of situation. Where people don't quite... If everyone just stopped for a minute and just said what they were thinking, the book would be very short. Well, I mean, but maybe that's... Maybe Ben Stiller uh, comedies exist in the Star Wars world because uh, she does become pregnant with Ben by the end, right? Because there you go. In, after, in Aftermath, she's pregnant. Right. Right. Yes, she does She does conceive... So that that is now canon. Um, ben is conceived on a Disney cruise ship. <laughs> You're having trouble conceiving, you know. Please come to the on Disney cruise, you know. We'll we'll make sure it happens. Man, those tickets are freaking expensive, right? I know. I would love to go, but I can't. It's one of those things that like I would love to go. At the same time, I'll be around other people. Fuck that. Yeah, not not interested. I'm actually looking at what the cost is. Forty eight hundred dollars for two adults, and six thousand for basically four people. Six thousand dollars for four people. Damn, they better serve alcohol. They do, but it better be included. Yeah, I, I want like, I want port in the storm level shit. This is actually a rare rubcast, a rare yubcast, because I think we're both sober. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I'm on medication. I've been. I haven't had, touched a lick of alcohol for like a month now, which is like the longest I've gone probably. Probably ever, uh, like since I first started drinking in my when I was like eighteen or nineteen. So it's very strange. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I thought this was your AA meeting. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just taking a break. I I do work for the alcohol industry. You know this, but 
for the listeners, I do work in the alcohol industry. I own a laboratory in the D.C. area, and I work with local breweries and other alcohol producers to help them make better alcohol. And so I get free alcohol um, because I'm a vendor and a partner in some of these businesses um, in the area. So I I get free alcohol and like everybody in the alcohol industry it's important to check in every once in a while by going off alcohol for a little bit i've been off alcohol for two weeks feel great don't miss it at all all i really wanted a beer today yeah there's there's been times where like i could just really just use i something to like take the edge off because like because like ever since like the lockdown happened back in um I guess March of 2020 I've been like making like these white trash uh, drinks of just like pretty much just like I'll take like lemonade and like Malibu rum and I'll just be like I'll be plowing through those Uh, and now it's like I've you know kind of stopped doing that and it's kind of like hmm like my wife says I'm more pleasant but I'm like actually I feel I'm less pleasant but maybe maybe this is what pleasant is yeah you're you're the only one that's miserable now <laughs> before you were spreading it around yeah. oh all right bad joke um anyway to wrap it up i would recommend the book um i think it was good not my favorite though it's yeah. you sort of have to be you have to be a completist or really into Han and Leia to do it. Um, there's not a whole lot of canon implications. Some stuff about Leia coming to terms with being the daughter of Vader. There's an Ewok marriage ceremony, which is pretty cool. Um, I like culture. Yeah. Is, it, is the Ewok dressed up like Elvis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you were bada talking. Boom, bada bing. Here's ten dollars in chips. <laughs> Here's some whisties, and uh, don't spend them all in one place. Yeah, yeah. They they really missed an opportunity to have whisties in in the marriage ceremony. They had like these um, bugs that look like flowers, and they were flying around everywhere. Everyone uh, thought they were petals, but they turned out to be these little lantern flies or whatever. No, I I just want I just want like a drunk wicket to like stumble in and be like Dengar Dengar don't do it huh? don't do it Dengar <laughs> yeah wicket wicket would be on the bride side in that equation because she gave him a candy bar ah uh, okay so right. Nisa Nisa <laughs> yeah Nisa no yeah her bridesmaid was Nisa and she's just like don't marry him <laughs> he's bad he's bad news <laughs> Yeah, you'll, you'll get impregnated with the future Vader. Yeah. Um, although, dark side users come from Leia's side of the family. No Sith Lords on Han's side. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Um, all right, do you want to do this Andor trailer? Sure, yeah. So yeah we're we're going to watch the Andor official trailer. It's about 2 minutes and 24 seconds long if people want to watch it. I'm sure everyone's seen it, though. All seventy whatever of you download this whenever we post, yeah. you've all seen it, I'm sure. Yeah, those of you who haven't forgotten about us. All right, so starting 
Okay, so apparently this is, I stopped it right here. This is like six six seconds in. And apparently yeah. this has been a thing on social media. And uh, the, uh, the guys at Hyperspace Heroes were talking about it. But like, there's this, um, what looks to be like some sort of village. And a guy is holding, what basically looks like a uh, Kalashnikov or an AK. Yeah, it's like an SKS. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, like, I guess people are losing their shit about it, but it's just like, they've done this sort of stuff in the past. Wait, what are people losing their shit about? Because they, that it looks so much like an AK. That Who gives it, a shit? Yeah, it's, it, fucking, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, because it's like, you've got, like, you see constantly on the news, um, you know, like, some insurgents or whoever, and they've all got, you know, various, you know, Soviet-made, you know, AKs. You know, wherever they got them, you know, from the black market or from, you know, like in Afghanistan, like when the Soviets bugged out, um, after we, you know, funneled money to the Mujahideen and weapons, whoops. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's very symbolic of freedom fighters. Yeah. So it's, it's the, it is a stand in for it just tells you so much about the guy, right? It's like if you saw him in a leather apron swinging a hammer at an anvil, you're like, oh, that's a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. But he's walking around He's walking around with like, yeah, with a curved, that curved magazine. Like it looks exactly like a Kalashnikov or an SKS or an AK, whatever you want to call it, right? Like pick your, pick your country of origin, right? They're all the same goddamn gun. Mm-hmm. And there's millions of them on our planet. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just telegraphing exactly who he is. He is a don't fuck with me like rebel. Yeah, like maybe not rebel in the sense that he's like with the rebellion in Star Wars, but he's like a don't fuck with me sort of um, freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and it's not the first time that you know they've done this in Star Wars. So I I think you know I think it's great. I like people I are saying it's insensitive because it's like a assault rifle or no I think it's just because it's so on the nose or they think it's lazy oh <laughs> who cares what's lazy is handing Liam Neeson a lady Bic razor and telling him to talk into it like it's a cell phone <laughs> <laughs> that's lazy <laughs> this looks pretty futuristic just talking to this what is it it's a lady Bic <laughs> okay all right, moving on. All right, I'm starting it again. Start the story over. I'm going to pause it for one sec because I want to ask you something because, you know, I've taken a lot of science courses and, like, physics and stuff, but you retain information where, where I retained it long enough to get a a passing grade, and then it immediately, like, immediately drink it away. But something I've always wondered about things like Star Wars, like, in Star Wars they do this a lot, is that wouldn't something, like, a a ship the size of, like, a Star Destroyer being in the atmosphere, wouldn't that fuck up? Um, when, 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 when that, like, when that caused, like, massive, like, disturbances... With like gravity, or like the tides. Yeah. Well, well, I don't. No, not that big. Um, that would be much, something much much bigger, like like a Death Star, 
sized thing could probably have a tidal effect. But the the energy needed to keep it in the sky um, would be massive, right? And you'd have to like like you like force equals mass times acceleration, right? And so you'd have to be expelling um, expelling a ton of energy to fight the gravity well of the planet for something that's not a airfoil, right? So you'd have to be pushing back down on the planet anywhere that that thing was moving because um, it has no it would have no lift with that shape and so it would be negatively buoyant in air so you'd have to be pushing down so any probably couldn't be standing under it when it goes over mm-hmm. be like have you ever seen like a jump jet or like a harrier yeah take off or one of those ospreys or whatever that's like the kinder gentler version of it Right, because and then like the just the air displacement. Um, yeah, you can't be anywhere near those things when they take off, right? Yeah, they, they melt. They like melt concrete. They're putting out so much energy. Yeah, because because I always think back to, um, back to the Battlestar Galactica uh, reboot, where um, spoiler for a show that's been off the air for quite a while 10 years at, at a certain point they are they're i can't remember the name of the planet but they're pretty much they're on a planet you know and the silence are in control and they're rescued by uh adama and um and apollo and at one point i, th- I think it's adama he puts the the galactica inside the atmosphere he like jumps it inside the atmosphere and it's just chaos below you know we're just like it's just like a natural disaster event um for just like just all of a sudden just the ship is just there and everything on the ground is just crazy so i always think of that because they've because i don't remember them bringing like massive ships into the atmosphere in star wars kind of before the the new stuff like um i mean no, I remember the first the first trailer for Rogue One. There was that show. It showed the Star Destroyer like hanging over Jetta City, and it was such a novel like scene, like like view. We noted it. Like we, you and I talked about this. Like how strange it is to see it in atmosphere. This thing would be wreaking havoc because just how to keep it afloat in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be destroying whatever was underneath it and probably behind it. Right, so... Yeah. Not in my backyard. Oh, yeah. The aircraft aircraft carriers are, like, some of the... like one of the, Supposedly, like, one of the most dangerous... Like, working on the deck of an aircraft carrier is supposedly super dangerous because you can get blown away. You know, like, um... When you shoot, you know... Anybody who's gone through Army basic training knows that you have to, you know, before you um, shoot um, a rocket launcher, you have to, you know, check to make sure that the back blast area is clear or, in, you know, or anybody, anybody who's behind you is going to have a bad day. Right. Same same idea here. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it wouldn't be, it's not big enough for a tidal force, though. Mm, okay. 
So, yeah, so it was just <clears throat> the scene showed a um, uh, Star Destroyer, and now it's showing a little boy looking at um, at a mine. So what I can only assume, um, this little boy is uh, uh, Cassian and the Empire strip mining their planet. Yeah, I grew up in an area of the country that was strip mined, um, and so this, like, trellised, stepwise mine down to the pit uh, is very familiar to me. Yeah. In, in is... fact, I didn't see it before, but at the bottom of it... There's a digger. There's a digger like the, with a big, humongous wheel. Yeah, like a like the Big Brutus. Google it, everybody. <laughs> big Brutus is the second largest electric shovel ever built. Yeah, it's and not it a is... dildo. It's a, it's a <laughs> shovel. Probably is a dildo. But it's uh, Big Brutus is a, abandoned. It is a historical site now. Um, near my near the toxic waste dump that part of Kansas I'm from, but that is really fun to see. All right, do you want to keep going? All right, yeah. To steal from the Empire, you just walk in like you belong. They're so proud of themselves. So. F- All right, let's pause it. Yeah. So. I'm at 32 seconds, by the way, but we're pretty synced, I think. Um, seeing the Senate, uh, you see the Senate chamber with the pods floating around. Mm-hmm. This is obviously before they disband the Senate and, um, a new hope, star Wars, whatever you want to call it. Um, I love this shot. It's clearly been rebuilt since Palpatine and Yoda had their fight in there, but, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. And it really sets the tone that this is going to be about the, like, the politics and like the intrigue piece of it like a spy movie would be mm-hmm. not like taxation of trade routes would be but also this voiceover oh my god yeah i know i know we've seen the scene now but when this came out a couple months ago or a month ago i was so blown away by this dialogue what do you think of this dialogue it's it's great i'm i am so like i'm so like excited about it um, just like even even the the stuff from the just the the teaser, I was it 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 just you know it got me just like holy cow this is gonna be great. Um, it's just man I can't just say I can't say enough good things about it. It's just got some, it just has me so excited. Um, just but because like, go ahead. Just because like we we've talked about it before, you know, like the kind of the pendulum the the political kind of pendulum is swinging hard right like everywhere in the world um towards you know kind of like you know fascist you know ideologies and what is you know the empire are you know they are space nazis and they're just you know like this is it's just like so apt and because you just because you know like you think about like what it was like in in Nazi Germany everybody's just there's the there's the elite and then there's the non-elite and you couldn't say jet you know and you couldn't say anything um bad or else you know well you know that's the end of you exactly and this whole this whole looking at them I mean, the dialogue is perfect to me because, like he's saying, like steal from the empire, you're just walking and take it. Like they're so they're so high on their power that they can't fathom anybody challenging them. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it is pure. 
it's just pure rise of Nazi Germany because they were coming out of the Weimar, right, which was incredibly incompetent government and nobody had anything, shortages all the time, hyperinflation. And then this other government comes along and they're just like, it's like, oh, we fixed all that. And so like the day-to-day people are fine with it, right? Like, oh, everything's cool. And then all everybody affiliated with like this new currency and this new government are just raking it in, right? They're all millionaires in like the 30s, right? And they just couldn't, like couldn't stop consuming. That that sort of avarice and like lack of self-awareness is what leads to like exactly the situation that we're seeing. It's, It's so perfect. I love it. I love this. I'm, I said I was at second 32 and these two imperial officers drinking out of like these tumblers. Yeah, it's like like yeah, like kind of like these goblets almost. Yeah. Oh, no. no, they're they're like they're like they look like travel mugs yeah. almost, but You're right. And I am like before then there was a uh there's a shot of an imperial officer like in like in white, so probably like ISB. He looks super familiar. The the actor looks really familiar. I can't figure out who he is. He he Makes me think of somebody who was on Game of Thrones, but I, I'm looking at that guy's that guy's um, IMDb, and that's not you know it's not him because it doesn't ha- it doesn't have Andor because you would think that would be you know like the very top. So it's yeah, it's, you, you would definitely put it on your page at this point. Yeah, it's some you know it's somebody uh, it's somebody that I've seen before. I just haven't figured it out. One more thing before like you're showing these Imperial officers these. So there's three. There's two. There's these two older guys, older white guys, and there's, there's the uh, the black guy in back. Yeah. Um, now this the guy on the left. I mean not left. I mean right. He's wearing a new style of uniform. You notice that? He's got black sleeves. He's got a black collar, and he's got like black. Um, not really epaulets. Yeah, they're sort of epaulets. That's what I thought they were. Yeah. So he's somebody. Somebody, um, somebody special, you know, or at least something, something different. Gaucho is sad enough to know the rank insignias by heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to keep going? Yeah, maybe civilian, but um, all right. Fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. Cassian Ander. The Empire is choking us so slowly. So right, sorry, I'm gonna stop it right there. Um, second forty-eight is that there's a shot of clone troopers. So I'm guessing that this happens over multiple. This series happens over like multiple timelines. So, so either there, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, where like it's either like a time jump, or you know, like part of the story is happening. In the present, some of it's happening in the past, because there there are regular stormtroopers, there are de- you know death troopers. Um, so I, I'm very interested as you know like how this uh, this will um, this show will be structured. Yeah, I mean I think that kid we see is Cassian. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's probably too. it's probably like a flashback, or it's the first ten minutes is showing him showing like the Empire sh- or the Republic showing up with the clone troopers before the fall. I guess that all happens simultaneously, but you know what I mean. Like the army shows up, starts occupying the planet, they're clones, and then you flash forward, and it's ten years later or fifteen years later, and they're still being persecuted. 
by mm-hmm. the same by the same jackboot. There's also are you you said forty eight right? Yeah, forty eight. So there's death troopers and a woman imperial officer in a white tunic. Yeah, I want to know everything about her. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing ISB. Um, it's you know someone you know fairly important to have a death trooper uh, guard. I mean, I'm a huge Empire. Like, I love the Imperial Officer Corps. Like, I think they're some of the most interesting characters because they're... Like, you and I were talking the other day, and you said you wondered who you would be in the Star Wars universe if you would actually be brave enough to be in the Rebellion, right? And I said, based on my career path, I'm Krennic. Like, this governmental program manager... Um, I, I love these characters because they don't necessarily have to be evil, but they probably actually are like these high functioning sociopath sort of characters. Yeah. And I, I find that very fascinating. Yeah. Well, the, the people are at the higher levels for sure. Um, because there's, if there's anything that we've kind of like learned through like canon material of like people who are, you know, you know, when they have, when you learn about like their point of view, like in either through like, um, Say like like um, I don't know, like Inferno Squad, so like the battle, you know the um, the battlefield. So sorry, not battlefield, uh, battlefront books. Battlefront books, yeah. Um, Eric or Erica Quell. I was just trying to think like who's the highest ranking Imperial official that we know defected. Is it is it Iden? Might be or Callus. I was gonna say, is, what was Callus's rank when he, he left? He was he was an agent, so he was. I don't know what the how that rank how that's high, but he was pretty high, high ranking agent. I mean, technically Darth Vader, but you know, um, <laughs> there's good in him. <laughs> but Tell your um, sister, you you were right. <laughs> It's not going to go over well, Chief. <laughs> yeah, it should be like, just you know, maybe first thing you should say is like, tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, you only had one message he could deliver, and it was it, Luke was right. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. There was Lucas right, and he gets all my stuff. <laughs> Lucas right, he's my sole heir. <laughs> well, the thing is, does he know that Leia was the like? If you... wait, now we're, we're getting we're getting way off topic, but yes, did he know that Leia was his daughter? He senses that Luke has a sister, but he doesn't say who it is, right? Yeah, no, he never does. He just that he'll that that if Luke won't turn, perhaps she will, which means makes me think he doesn't know. Yeah, he must he must not know. Yeah, because can you can you because since can you imagine you imagine him finding out? Like, oh, so okay, so he comes one with the force, and he's like, okay, so who's my sister, or who, who's the, who's the sorry, who's uh, my daughter? It's like Leia Organa, and he's just like, who? Oh shit! 
Yeah. De- well, de- dad of the year here. <laughs> All right. That was a that yeah. was a good aside. Yeah. So, uh, so this Imperial, she looks pretty slick in her uh, Hugo Voss uniform. All right, starting at 48. We're starting not to notice. What I'm asking is this. Wouldn't you rather give it all to something real? So this is uh, Luthen coming out of a ship. No, it's a really interesting looking ship. It's got a imperial kind of look to it, but the cockpit kind of reminds me, the cockpit shape reminds me of uh, Millennium Falcon a little bit. Yeah, the ship is a little Millennium Falcony. Yeah, so I'm definitely uh, thinking Corellian. Yeah, good call. I'm just sort of scrubbing. I want to... There's at 52, there's like this piece of construction equipment that reminds me a lot of Solo. Of like the... Oh, the lifter? The lifter they steal on Solo. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that look a lot like that? Yeah. I, I've been trying to figure out what they're cutting apart, but I just ha- um, haven't really, I guess... It, it must be material from the war, right? Yeah. Like a crashed, a crashed like, separatist ship or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what... This is a junk, you know, definitely a junkyard area. I don't know where or when, but yeah, there's... I mean, like, for all we know, this could be where Cal Kestis is, where, you know, they're just dismantling the separatists and republic stuff to, you know, make room for, you know, um, or, or not make room, but, you know, for supplies for... Yeah, upgrade. Know, up, you yeah. know, the, the Imperial War Machine. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. Got it. Yeah. All right, you want to go back to the trailer? I can get for the greater good call it what you will let's call it war let's pause yeah so he that Luthen is with Saw Guerrera you see like one of Saw's X-Wings the uh, one of the um, I can't recall the, the name of the species the, the ones that the two tubes two tubes yeah I think they're just called two tubes um, how how do they keep Forrest Whitaker a secret? I I was not expecting this at all. Were you? Um, I thought it's possible, but it's something I I never really thought that much about. Um, I mean they're able to keep Han Solo a secret for Rise of Skywalker, so and Leia a secret for Kenobi. Hmm. Yeah, I I guess. I assumed it wouldn't touch the larger plot very much. I guess that was naive. Although now they're basically advertising it as that, as being like, like this is grown-up Star Wars. It's not going to be fan service. Although, mm-hmm. although I tweeted on our account like, how is this not fan service? Like the whole fucking thing is fan service, right? It's following the most popular, like one of the main characters of the most popular Disney movie. Like we could run into Senator Jar Jar. You know, and Bale will show up, and Saw's in it. You know, yeah. how is this not fan service? This is fan service. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, I love fan service. Yeah, the fact I, that I'm a fan being served. So. Yeah, the fact that like at that age, like, um, or said not, but at this period of time, Jin would be with Saw. Yeah. So. So she gets left on. 
um, man, I, I, I had figured this out in my, uh, in the Twitter feed a while ago, but, um, I posted that she was probably still with Saw at this point, and somebody said that in the comics, she was shaving his head, um, and since he has hair, that probably means that he, that they're no longer together. And I did the math on it, and it's close. Hmm. And so she gets, I can't remember the name of the planet, that she gets left on. Because he has a shaved head in, um, in Rebels. And Rebels is like f- five years before... Isn't it? Yeah. So it's the same. It's a, it's yeah. It's a it's close to this time. But I guess I don't have that comic screenshot anymore. <clears throat> yeah, but this seems very much like uh, this Luthen guy is kind of um, maybe he's trying to build the alliance or just you know like getting factions to work together or just talking with various people who are you know freedom fighters. I, I honestly I don't know I'm, I'm super stoked about it though because listening to the Rogue One novel just like how like how the Alliance because they never really because it's called the Rebel Alliance but you never really think about the Alliance part but it's a bunch of different factions that are just kind of held together um, so it's yeah. very much you know it's an alliance of different factions it's not like a full at least a at least until like the events of Rogue One, it's not like a full, you know, like you know, like organization. Uh, you know, it's not a you know regular army. Right. It's just everybody kind of doing their own thing. Like, and saw know, and saw is like the epitome of of not being part of a group, right? Like he he's just off doing his own thing. He's just yeah. a straight up terrorist. Yeah, I mean he. It sounds like he apparently was part of the alliance. But didn't want to pussyfoot around, right? Right. This could be part of that. Could be part of the plot, actually. Like of of him and the alliance going separate ways. So I, I'm trying to figure it out, but it appears that Jen is 16 years old when she's left on Tamsi Prime, which makes it 5 BBY when she's left on Tamsi Prime, which is the same time this is happening. So we could see a 16 year old Jen. In this show, because mm-hmm. this is supposedly happening five, like close to rebels, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of, I I know that they're not going to do a lot of fan service, but there's there's a lot of things they could do. Um, you know, twenty four like... episodes, twenty four episodes for season one and season two. They have there's going to be stuff in there. Yeah, and it's supposedly supposed to end with the, you know, at the start of Rogue One. Presumably it's probably end, end with them getting the mission to go rescue her. That's what I would guess. To get her off of um, the prison planet. Wabani. Yeah, Wabani. Or um, Cassian is going to that uh, ring station. Um, yeah, that, that would be good. The ring of Carfine or whatever. Carfine. Where he kills that guy in the yeah. alley. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry about your goofy arm. <laughs> Pew. Um, yeah, just because you think about, like, who's active right now. You've got, like, you've got, like, uh, Phoenix Squadron, and then you've got, uh, you've got Enfys Nest. You know, that, that's... Oh, you could totally have, you could totally have the Cloud Riders in this. Because that, that's, that's, yeah, that's something that's been, like, that was hinted at in Solo, but then nothing has ever happened with it. You have to almost, right? Because she has all that fuel. Man, it would be so cool to pull them in. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want that and I don't at the same time, you know? Yeah. I would watch a show just about her. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, and her getting the Cloud Riders together and maybe them hooking up with Phoenix Squadron or one of the other groups. Because I'm fine with this being Cassian, some Saw, some Moth, Mon Mothma, some that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not to loot it out with like the weirdos. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, like 12 episodes per season. They're not, they're, they can't just focus on Cassian eventually, you know, like. I mean, he's an interesting character, but he's, it, it seems like it's more about the, kind of the, like, bringing him into the Alliance, but also about the Alliance forming. Um, because then there's something that's coming up, too, that uh, that we can talk about. All right, let's start. Let's keep going. Yeah, and so, and just before I say, they showing these dropships, which are, like, boxier versions of the clone dropships. Um, not nearly as cool looking, but you can tell you can definitely tell that they were, you know, inspired by the the original um Yeah, absolutely. dropships. Okay. What, sec- what second are you at? I'm um, I'm at a minute 16. All right. Okay. Starting. It's fermenting out there so pockets of fermenting. You're in my net. Are you a fish? Or are you a thief? You're slipping. <laughs> I'm not slipping. I've just been hiding for too long. Let's pause. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm definitely thinking it's, it's in, um, it's in, um, that there's going to be like either multiple timelines or there's going to be a lot of flashbacks because Luthen has short hair and then there's a scene of him with kind of like longer hair and elegant robes and like a nice house and he looks like he's you know if he might be a senator or just somebody important you know wealthy yeah for sure there's a couple a couple of things in that in that section so it Minute 24, there's like a bunch of elevators moving around. I know we're on Coruscant, but this these elevators reminded me of the the base inside the mountain on Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. They had the elevators that moved side to side and up and down. Really like that. I think that was also in Mandalorian. They had those sorts of elevators. Um, my girlfriend's back. Um... um the the woman oh. in the white tunic. Oh, okay. Like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. My wife doesn't listen to this uh, podcast at all, so I can talk about anything I want. Um, 
And I have the closed captioning on. Her name is Dedra Miro. She says, you're in my net. Yeah. So, and there's something that's... There's these guys that are in uniform. They look like maybe like local militia or cops. Yeah. And the guy's saying that there's... That, that there's fermenting. You know, like he's... He's, he's you know, like telling his superior that there's that there's unrest that there's something there's something happening I get really strong Star Trek vibes from his costume yeah and it's um and it's kind of yet to be determined like are they good guys are they bad guys are they just caught up in the middle of it just people doing their jobs um I'm really I'm really it's really it's very fascinating and then if there's pretty cool space battle of Luthen destroying a few TIE fighters. Yeah, I'm really curious about Luthen. It seems like like I love the line, I'm not slipping, I've just been hiding for too long. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Because, yeah, you gotta imagine like, like, well, let's keep going. I think there's something really cool happening about to happen. As long as everyone thinks I'm an irritation... There's a good chance they'll miss what I'm really doing. What are you really doing? Yeah, that's it. That line. Yeah. Um, I love that line. Yeah, me too. So it makes me wonder, like, because like by the time of Rogue, Rogue One, she's underground. It's uh, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma is now like wanted. She's you know underground. You know she's known to be the leader of the Rebel Alliance. But. Is she playing a part of just like kind of like a? I don't want to get any more political than we have been, but is she kind of like a like an AOC type, like senator that people just kind of write off? Um, it's like like it's like big ideas, but no, you know, nothing behind it. That's not that's not a anything against her. I'm just saying how people see her. It's just like she says a lot of stuff, but it's, they think she's stupid. Or you know maybe like like one like the like a Bobart or Green where they're just like say stupid stuff but maybe she's just she's playing a character of just right. like I think I think that's probably close to it like she she is being flamboyant or some sort of being some some provocative somehow and what what does that mean for her like they think she's aloof or is too decadent but really she's funneling money to these people yeah to these people yeah i mean she might be one who's seen seen at like events um you know celebrities and stuff like that and it isn't really taken seriously you know as either not being smart or she just she's just there for the prestige or what have you she's not really anybody to be concerned about while she's but secretly she's just you know she's playing a role you think i'm you think i'm just some sort of dope but you know behind the scenes you know she's you know she's you know helping gather the alliance well i I think we could have we have an opportunity here to see why she's on the run in rebels Mm -hmm. like like maybe she is funneling money or arms to these groups and gets caught and has to run yeah right that would be wonderful also, this guy at 154 that says, well, what are you really doing? When I first saw him, I got so excited because I thought it was Valorum. Yeah, me too. I sent you the picture. And then, like, oh, no, he's like, he'd be way older. 
Right, and this this guy's called Tay-Colmar, or Tay-Colma um, is his name. Yeah, I, I was hoping that we might get to like see some of the uh, the senators from Bloodline. You know, like, like um, that, might, that might be a little bit too deep of a pull. But, you know, like... It's too early. But like, get, like, Ransom or somebody. But too early for somebody like Ransom, but, like, some of the older people who are, like, part of the original Senate who, then you know, then come back after, you know, for the New Republic. That'd be kind of cool, but it's, like, that's that's not going to something... That's not something I'm going to... That's going to make or break the show for me. That's just... That'd just be an extra cool, like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's... I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but... I'm not counting on it. All right, do you want to hit play again? This is what revolution looks like. I'm tired of losing. So three episodes, let's assume that they're at least 20 minutes, right? So we're getting a whole hour of Mm -hmm. this, probably more so. So basically an hour to an hour and a half-ish of this show at Jump. Love it. Um, There's so much in this last last little segment. There is like a, I don't even know how to, how to even start here, but, uh, she says, "Like this is what a revolution. This is what revolution looks like. Um, there's almost like a Logan's Run-ish hallway." Yeah, um, it looks like Cassian is in prison at one point. Yeah, yeah. There looks like there's some sort of prison, and there's like a prison break happening. He's in a Tie Fighter, um, or it looks like he's in a Tie Fighter. Um, there's like repelling off of a dam or something happening. I just. I love the line once again. I'm tired of losing mm-hmm. because yeah, you're you got to get good at losing if you're going to go up against like like a dictatorship, right? A totalitarian dictatorship, regardless of like its political leanings. The whole idea of a totalitarianism is that it's total government, right? It's total control. And then this, there's like a four-armed alien with like a syringe it sort of looks like ochi a little bit but it can't be ochi yeah um because it's a different species but like some sort of doctor or something yeah it's like i'm this image is making me like really uncomfortable because like what are they like how far are they going to lean into the nazi thing yeah when I, see, when I see this it just makes me when i see this it just makes me really nervous yeah. When I saw that, what what came to mind was that like they're, um, you know, like just using like ha- having to um, having to use just like back, you know, um, backwater, you know, like clinics. Um, right. This guy's like, a vet. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> you know that he's a you know that this character is, is a veterinarian. Um. You know, but they can't go to you know, you can't go to a regular clinic for you know a blaster wound. Right. This is this is the scene in the mobster movie where they take the guy to the guy who's bleeding out to the vet, <laughs> um, and hold the gun to the vet's head and says, "Fix him." Yeah. Right. No, that's that's a wonderful 
that's a wonderful take. That's much much better for the plot than my fear that this is like some sort of terrible genetic experiment that they're conducting on their prisoners. Ugh. Which, you know, wouldn't surprise me. No, um, it wouldn't surprise me. And, like, when they're repelling off the uh, wall, but it actually looks like a dam there in um, Mud Trooper uh, uniforms. And you actually see them earlier carrying, like, riot shields. All right. Um, I didn't, I didn't not, catch that. That's not, a good one. Not Cassian himself, but just, like, uh, people in Mud Trooper armor. Um, the same kind of... Because you see Cassian lined up with a bunch of... A few other guys at the beginning where he's saying, like, all you have to do is walk in. They'll, you know, they won't believe that you're, you know, they're they're too arrogant to, to realize that you're not supposed to be there. That, you know, <clears throat> it's like uh, if a guy just wears a yellow vest and walks into a, uh, uh, you know, a um, construction site and just starts doing stuff, how many people are going to be like, you know, find out what that guy wants. It's like, oh, he's just, just a guy, another guy doing work. <laughs> when, you know, he's actually, like, stealing <laughs> stuff. I'm super excited about the show. I've I've wanted I, I've wanted like a political intrigue like spycraft show and this is the perfect opportunity for it. It is a it is a wonderful era to look at right now. Um yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really be more excited about it. Also the fact that they're doing twenty four episodes and I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but the second season is basically like four episodes and then jump a year, four episodes, then jump a year, four episodes, then jump no, a year. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so it's going to be like these little, these like mini series inside the series. Um, and that was revealed. And so they're going to, this first season is going to be like the first year or two. And then it's going to jump forward until you get all the way to Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that as as a production um, concept, too. I haven't done any research on this show at all because I'm trying to go in as blind as I can. So I'm not like looking at backstories or doing anything other than I might I might re-listen to Rogue One now because you sort of made me excited about that. Um, but I'm not doing any research other than watching these trailers. All of this stuff is just—it just looks so good. And the fact that they—they they got greenlit for a second season, they—they must really—they—they they must really have like lightning in a bottle. I mean, this is this this show has a budget as big as one of the movies. Yeah. Right? This is like a tens, if not hundred million dollar budget for this show. Um, I was reading about. I did read that, so I'm gonna look it up. And we're seeing like a part of Star Wars that we haven't seen. You know, like the regular people. And also, also the super rich elites. Like there's a um, a scene, um, minute thirty eight. Luthen is inviting, like cre- greeting what I be- who I believe is Mon Mothma into his into his home or wherever, and she's coming out of like a speeder that looks like a Cadillac, um, and she's got like a chauffeur. Right. I mean, the opulence is part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, the whole thing is just so wonderful. Um, we have a real, a huge opportunity to to see this piece of of the end of the Republic, I guess, or the end beginning of the Empire, with all of like these Republic like bleed over. With like all like all of that, it it looks so Art Deco. It all looks so Art Deco. It's mm-hmm. so 
it's so beautiful and it's the it's the right touch because art deco is once again the 30s right it's coming out of like the 20s and 30s and it's going to be smashed by this galactic scale war where everything changes and not for the better at least not in the short term yeah 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 exactly there's like the uh dark lord of the sith comic touched on this briefly it was just like thinking about like the the empire like the military wasn't just all of a sudden there there's a lot of people who were republic military who you know then became imperial military and so they might be not as awful as you know the as the you know empire in like imperial officers that we know and loathe from like the movies you know they might just be regular people and they're you know getting pushed out like they tried to get rid of vader at one point do you have any final comments or thoughts no no i don't um just super excited glad we could do this yeah let's get back together and do the the bad batch trailer too okay um so i guess that's that's it for us today um looking forward to andor looking forward to bad batch and we'll start posting episodes again i promise thanks thanks for downloading tell a friend if you liked us if you didn't like us tell an enemy uh so on and so forth you know the deal thank you for downloading and listening to this episode we would also like to thank jordan white for the use of his cover of yub nub as our intro and outro music Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, Please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at noochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Dun, 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 dun,